0: Good morning good evening good day whatever it is wherever you are welcome to another episode of the shindig we're so glad to be back i got two phenomenal guests today good friends of mine i got kaz and annie townsend sitting with me how are you doing good How how are you having a good day so far yes it's super bowl sunday does that mean anything
1: really. No. (laughs) Don't tell my parents.
0: (laughs) Well, for today, I just want to get to know you, Kaz, a little bit more, because you're a very interesting person. Yes. Yes. I've invaded your home a lot to take over band practice with your dad and invade your Dungeons and Dragons group. So, unfortunately, you've had to see a lot of me. It's very uh,
2: unfortunate.
0: (laughs) I agree. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's going on with you? Uh... so many attributes that you want to share it's- i play guitar <laughs> you do why do you play guitar when did you start playing guitar
2: uh when like a couple years ago maybe 2020
0: why did you want to learn how to play guitar
2: uh that I was bored in quarantine nothing to do
0: how's it going you like it
2: yeah i'm actually in a band with two of my friends really yeah what's the name of your band uh forsaken souls
0: like what kind of music do you play
2: all kinds Mostly, we're just doing covers for now, but we're working on our own songs.
0: What's one cover that you do?
2: Um, we are doing Clint Eastwood by The Gorillas.
0: Look at that. A band starting today is doing a song that is... God, that came out when I was in high school. That song's about 20 years old now. Well, tell me about your name, Kaz, because that wasn't your name when I met you. Where did that come from?
2: Um, In sixth grade, I was reading a book for school, and one of the characters' names was Kaz. So I took it and made it mine.
0: How long have you been going by Kaz?
2: Uh, About a year or two,
0: I'd say. Was it hard to get people to start calling you that after you chose that name?
2: Not really. Um, I made my dad give me a nickel every time he messed up. I got like $50 from that, I think.
0: So when you decided to go by Kaz, how'd you tell your mom and dad?
2: Um, I messaged them at three in the morning telling them about it. And then after it, I told them that we needed more yeast for pizza dough.
0: That's a good segue. So, what, you just, like, texted them from your bedroom? What they, would they say back? What was their text back?
2: This one came in my room woke me up and was like, so what does this mean?
1: Well, you didn't send a text that said, by the way,
0: my name's Kaz. What was your recollection of it?
1: So, there were stages. This did not happen in one go. Like, Kaz didn't say, hey, mom, by the way, I'm transgender. That's not kind of how it went. Okay. So, um, do you remember the Daft Punk Technologic video where it's got like the little like the hands that has like the words and... No, I don't. Uh, I'll have to show that to you because okay. that's, that's important. Okay. Uh, um, but I'm working and it's like 4.45. I get off in 15 minutes and Kaz comes in the room and it's like, I you know, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And so he has like this little hand thing and it's like touch the top of my hand and so I touch the top of his hand and he opens it and then it's like flip my hand over look at my left hand and like do all these different things and at the end of it it says I like boys and girls and I said okay and he kind of looked at me and gave me a hug and and said thank you for accepting me I'm like you're my kid of course I accept you like what What's the problem here? Sure. And
0: like, <laughs> well, and then you're like, this, there's something else here, right? Like, what did right, you break? What right, did you do? Right, right. I'm
1: yeah. like, and and what's next? <laughs> and he says, "Will you tell dad?" And I said, "Okay." And so I told Chris, and Chris was like, "Okay." And, like, <laughs> where's the problem? Like, where's the part that I need to have? And so that's kind of how it started. Okay. And, you know, that was not a big deal for us. And um, Kaz, I think, felt supported at that time. And it obviously was something that might not have been easy to say. But I think you knew that we would accept it well. Because yeah. we did kind of talk about that.
0: So after you did your, your presentation, how would you feel about it with your parents' reaction?
2: Uh cool. I think I, like went to play games on my Xbox afterwards. Was it what
0: you were expecting them to say?
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Nice. Did you just want, you had a flair for the dramatic. You're like I need to make this cool. Yeah. So what's life been like since then?
2: Pretty normal.
0: Nothing different. Like it was just like you're just something about me and then life was fine. It's exactly the same as it was.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
0: How, how did you tell your friends? Did you tell them the same way?
2: Uh, no. Most of them already knew, I think.
0: What they say? or how they react.
2: Um they're just like cool.
0: That's awesome. Seeing the reaction of the
1: the kids around each other, it doesn't it's not a big deal. You know, it's like some of them feel the same way, some of them feel completely different, but they all kind of just mesh into this this group that it doesn't matter. And why should it? Really?
2: Exactly.
0: Like I'm envisioning that conversation with my parents back in it be roughly the early 2000s and i don't think it would have gone that way i think it would have gone a lot differently but i'm glad that it can now just be hey this is me i was like yeah and cool awesome so after you got that news what was what did you do next
1: so the the first reveal i don't think there was really anything to prepare for um when he started talking about the name change, that was when there was some different language happening. Um, and at, at that point, he had said, I'm non-binary, which means I don't associate with either male or female or not strongly with one or the other, that it's a very gender fluid uh, um Feeling, And that the term non-binary can mean something very different for different people. So just because Kaz's experience was that doesn't mean that everyone else's is going to be the same.
0: Uh, Just real quick. So when you chose that specific label, what did that mean to you?
2: I I just didn't feel like uh, very attached to either gender. Like now I do identify as a trans male. But back then I did not.
0: So I've struggled a lot just because that concept is so foreign to me, can you can you elaborate? Can you explain that in any other way? Uh, I'll explain it with
2: food. Like, okay. um, let's say that someone gives you an option between like pizza and donuts, and you're just like, "Oh, I don't really like either of those. I'd rather just like sit here with a glass of water."
0: I like that. That's simple to understand. Mm-hmm. So, at first, you identified as non-binary, and now you identify as trans male. What was that process? How would you get from one to the other?
2: I started experimenting with like different pronouns and stuff, and I felt that um, male ones suited me better, better.
0: When you chose Kaz, which I'm guessing that's not a name, most people go by, when I first heard that, I had no idea if that was a male or female name. Yeah. But uh, you know, it was pretty quick that I learned that it was a male name. So um, you mentioned your ad paid you a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> Struggling with those <laughs> With those pronouns, so and that was and you said it. It just felt right at that yeah. time, right? Yeah. And how did you handle switching names and pronouns?
1: The one of the first things that I did um, was I tried to do some research because I had an an idea of what non-binary meant, and I had a better idea of what transgender was, but that you know came a little bit later. And I found a group on facebook called educating caregivers of trans and Nonbinary people and it was really really helpful it's not a support group they're very very clear it's if you're feeling wounded because your child isn't who you thought they were this is not the place to go mm-hmm. but if you're looking for honest education from transgender and non-binary people it's a really good resource and so i landed in this group and one of the things that i found was a lot of statistics on the suicide rates of transgender and non-binary people. Mm -hmm. And at the time, um, the suicide rate was about 60%. I I tried to find that study today, and I couldn't find it. But I did find um, one that was published in Forbes magazine in 2021, and it was focused on 35,000 people from 2020 um Transgender, non-binary people, and of that, there was fifty-two percent of the thirty-five thousand people ages thirteen to twenty-four had seriously considered or attempted suicide in twenty twenty, and th- that is insane. That that's and absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. And one of the a part of that same study said that. The transgender and non-binary youth reported a 50% reduction of suicide attempts when their names and pronouns were respected by the people that they live with. So that's not even necessarily their parents. It's It could be because of the younger age, but it's just the people that they live with supporting who they are. And I found that terrifying that there are people out there that can't support their children, even if they don't understand Mm -hmm. and so that was like my main that was like my mama bear moment that i was like this is unreal like we'd support our kid of course but seeing those numbers i'm like there's no way i wouldn't support my kid or anyone else that is feeling the same way
0: that's sensible and lowest common denominator least amount of effort saying a pronoun right i mean the study that you quoted has showed that there's significant impacts of just that of
1: of just that alone and that's not even you know that's me calling you Kaz yeah. that's not even the the extra support of trying to help you in any other way that I can and you know it, it breaks my heart to think that there's other people out there that don't get that same, rep- same support and Kaz actually has friends that don't get that same support yeah. and it's I
2: think that
0: most of my friends actually don't You don't think your friends get that same level of support?
2: No, I know that, like, three of my friends have came out, and none of their parents call them their preferred name.
0: How do you see that impacting them compared to your experience?
2: Uh, It'd probably make them feel like they don't respect them.
0: How do you interact with your friends, knowing that they're not getting the same level of support that you do?
2: I just uh, support them either way, and if they're already out to their parents, like, um... Well, my friend is the one that, that's at our house currently.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know them? Um, their mom doesn't call them their actual name, like their preferred name. So I just do that even around their parents because they're fine with me doing that. Just to, like let their parents know that this is their name. And like and
0: that it, they're, they're being supported. Yeah. Reinforcing that in, you know, the best way that you can. Yeah. Right. And we always respect,
1: Chris and I both respect the kids at our house with what they want to be called regardless of their support level at home. And I, you know, I don't do that out of respect for anyone, but the kid that, you know, at least they know that there are adults out there that can support them. You know, I know it's not the same as, you know, your mom or your dad,
0: but... I'm sure it has a significant impact. Hopefully. So apart from, you know, a good support system, what other groundwork did you have to do to... To adjust,
1: there, there actually were and still are a couple things that are um, uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and nothing. It has nothing to do with Kaz. It's about the environment that we live in. So, as an example, at Kaz's school, there the teachers can call him Kaz. He has a, a file that has the name Kaz on it. That's not a problem. Okay. But when he goes on a field trip, and I have to fill out the paperwork. I have to write his full name given at birth. Yeah. And um the sex given at birth as well. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, I, I wish I didn't have to do that. I wish that wasn't part of, you know, that process because they know him as Kaz at the school. If they see this form, they're not gonna know who that is. That could cause problems. So that that could cause problems, but you know, that's a little uncomfortable and there's things like that like going to the doctor it's a medical file it's the same thing you have to you know use the the name given at birth and i don't like to have to do that because i feel like i'm not being as supportive as i can mm-hmm. but it's the law so <laughs> i don't really have a choice and I, I don't think we're at the the legal name change stage um I also
2: need money for that
1: it is expensive i imagine <laughs> that it is I did – when I was doing my research, Kaz used the the food analogy, and I I found another one that somebody mentioned in regards to going from one thing to another thing, like from non-binary to transgender. And this person said, you know, it's kind of like trying on a pair of jeans where some of them are too big and some of them are too small and some of them fit right, but then you grow, you know, as a person or from – a child to an adult and they don't fit anymore so you have to upgrade them or get new ones or change them and that seemed that really resonated with me because i think as a, as a person i had to try on different things throughout my life to see what worked for me and who i was so i don't think that this is a whole lot different
0: i like that you went there cuz i i feel like everybody on some level can connect to growing as a person and mm-hmm. trying to define who you are, regardless of what terms that is, right? Yeah, like when I was in college, um, looking back, I would define myself as an asshole at that time, and I feel <laughs> like I eventually tried on a couple different hats. That's the phrase that, mm-hmm. that Crystal and I like to use, and you know, till you find when that fits, and you start to be comfortable with who you are. To... But it's
1: still on the same level of identifying. I mean, you have a lot of things that create your identity, it's not just your gender. You know, it's not just one thing or the other.
0: Kaz, do you feel, do you ever get the feeling outside of your support system that when people know this about you that they try to reduce you to that characteristic?
2: Uh, Sometimes. Um, Some people do and some people don't. Like um, one of my teachers who is in charge of the GSA club, What's the GSA club? Uh, Gay Straight Alliance, basically just, like, helping people out, I guess. mm mm-hmm. um, He basically... How do I say this? He thinks of us as people, but also as, like, we are transgender, and that's what we are
0: only. How does that make you feel?
2: Uh, it doesn't really affect me much, because it, it doesn't, uh, like, it's his opinion, so...
0: I, I'm trying to imagine that on my side, where, like, if I just told people that I identify as a you know a straight male and that's the only thing that they saw me as it's it's hard to because that's not generationally that's not how our society yeah. works but just trying to put myself in that headspace I I feel like that might help me be a little more empathetic I think it's so easy for somebody of my demographic to get wrapped up into that being quote-unquote what's considered normal or the standard that it's harder to venture out and try to be empathetic to Things that could be different for other people, right? So it takes a little. It takes a little mental effort, and it's definitely worth doing. Let's kind of round it out here. So I'm going to go back and forth here. I'm going to start with you, Kaz. So, tell me two things that you would like people to know about how to interact with transgender people.
2: Well, first, I'd say it's like ask their pronouns and what they what they're comfortable using, like uh, compliments, like handsome or pretty. Like, ask if they're comfortable with that and um, try to respect their – and make sure that if they're not out to their parents, then don't, like, out them. It's Like, don't use their preferred name in front of their parents because that could put them in harm.
0: That's a very fair point. How do you feel emotionally when somebody uses the wrong pronoun? Like, maybe at first versus if they refuse to use the correct one and then continue to use the wrong one.
2: At first, I just like tell them, hey, that's not what I go by. If they continue doing it, I remind them again. And if they tell me that they just don't care, then I feel a little disrespected. But I also switch up sometimes to call them the wrong pronoun. I like that. It's like they get taste of their own medicine.
0: How do they react when you do that?
2: They kind of look at me confused.
0: That's the perfect answer, though. Yeah. yeah. If I go into my office and somebody calls me Tim. I'm like, well, name's Ben. And they're like, no. Nah. No, you look not like a today. Tim. I probably don't talk to that person much after.
2: <laughs> I'd call them some other kind of name that is not theirs. We
1: talked for a while on how we were going to let people know and like what that was going to look like, mm-hmm. and we decided Chris and I and Kaz very quickly that if somebody was not going to be supportive, they will not be a part of his life. That that is that we support him, and I don't care if you understand it or not but you will respect the pronouns and the name and obviously will give you some chances to mess up because it is a change but think of it like when somebody gets married do you repeatedly call them the you know the wife the wrong name or do you think to yourself oh they got married that her last name is changed and, and now I'm going to call her the right name it's not really any more difficult than that unless you're bringing your own baggage into it and it's not about you.
0: Yeah, the level of effort is minimal.
1: (laughs) The level of effort is minimal. So that was, you know, another thing that there was a risk of people being removed from his life. But thankfully, everyone has been very supportive. Even the ones we weren't sure about Mm -hmm. have made a true effort to understand and be supportive. So we are very lucky.
0: I'm sure you had some reservations, when you were thinking about your, you know, giving this information to your social circle or your family, there, there had to be at least a few people you're like, eh, how are they going to take this? I think you and Crystal were one of the first people we told. That you would question how we would take it? No, no,
1: no. You were like one of the absolute first people that we said anything to you. And then, you know, um, obviously the, the family that we have here um, were the first ones to know. And I think everyone... Took that very well, and that was that was very helpful for us because that made it easier for us to tell the
0: extended family. Uh, I I have to imagine that not everybody has that same good experience with that. Families in this situation, mm-hmm. so I I have to empathize with people that don't find it that easy to do or that supportive.
1: Right, and that's where I go back to those studies that you know, I understand that this type of, uh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's not a lifestyle. Like, that's not the right word. But if you are in the life of somebody that is transgender or non-binary, it is harmful to not respect them and the feelings that they're having. And it's not about you. You know, again, it's not about you. And I go, I always go back to those studies when, like, he's got A friend that the mom texted me and said, I don't know why they want to go by these names, and I don't know why she, this, she, that, she, this, she, that. And I responded back with, you know, then 60% of transgender and non-binary people are at risk for suicide. And she didn't say anything. Like nothing. Nothing. Like she didn't respond to that. To my knowledge, she is still not supporting her kid, even having that information or hearing that information and having the ability to go you know look up her own facts and her own studies and
0: is there any other advice that you would give to parents of somebody whose child identifies as transgender
1: love your child and know your child you know i mean this to be honest this was not a surprise to me no (laughs) so
2: (laughs) what does that mean what does
1: that mean it was not a surprise i i I I don't know how to explain it, but it really wasn't a surprise. I mean, there were some things like... Can I go back to, like, when before you... Yeah. Kaz really, really liked stilettos and glittery dresses. And, like, that part, so does Ben. Can I say Honestly. that on... Uh... <laughs> I'll say it, yes.
0: I loved... Playing dress up. You know, but you I still, still love do. Playing dress up. Yeah. You
1: still do. I mean, how many times have we seen Ben in Crystal's clothes?
0: Too a, many a times. Lot. But I think you're absolutely right. That can't be a unique experience to you as a parent. Parents know their kids pretty well. Right. So I'm sure, you know, when this conversation came up, at least part of you, if not most of you, was like, okay, yeah, that just fits in line with sort of what I think. Mm-hmm. Was that a surprise to you, knowing that your parents probably weren't that surprised? Yes why why do you think that was
2: i uh again i always wore like dresses and heels and stuff like even though i did go out and like like in my neighborhood i only hung out with the guys because there was like no girls there Mm -hmm. so
0: so you thought you were like busting out this huge bombshell your parents were like okay
2: yeah
1: you were also very athletic in, like, a stereotypical sort of way, though. I was? You know? Yeah. Like, you always were... You didn't want to hang out. Like, I played with your Monster High dolls more than you did. You know? And I I do preface that it is stereotypical, but you kind of tended more towards uh, masculinity at an early age also.
0: The reason that I wanted to talk to you, A, it's because you're good friends of ours, and I just enjoy hanging out with you, but... Um, last time we, Crystal and I took a journey back to Iowa, where we're from, and we were sitting around with our family and they have uh, kids roughly your age. And, um, those kids were having a hard time where at school, there were a few people that they know that were trying to figure out their identity as well. And I think they were, they were trying to get information about what that means, but at mm-hmm. the same time as kids are wont to do being kind of defensive about it. So you know, maybe coming across as less than accepting, but they really seemed like they wanted to understand that. Crystal and I did our best to try to put the facts out of it. We are not the right people to speak to that. Let's say you run into somebody that really just doesn't understand the concept of gender identity. What would you say to that person?
2: I'd probably pull out um, my phone or their phone and, like, search up the definition, show it to them, and then if have any more questions i will just like explain the best i can
0: do you think it's your job to explain that to people
2: no but it's helpful to like let them know
0: i
1: think it's a healthy attitude because it's you know i was gonna say why does it matter so if kaz meets someone that doesn't understand is kaz hurting that person no is it his job to make them treat him with respect not really but, you know, if people have this idea that somebody that's transgender or non-binary or different is hurting them or hurting society or hurting people that they love, and my kid is not hurting anyone,
0: at, at this stage, why does it matter? We get so wrapped up in things like this. That's, that's the only question you have to ask.
1: Is it hurting you or someone else? Yeah. No. For me
0: and for Crystal... When we were processing this information, we came to the conclusion, like, the only thing we have to do is try to use a different name and a different pronoun. If we Mm -hmm. can't do that, then we really need to reconsider our own level of effort. Right. (laughs) It's not that difficult. It's
1: not that difficult. I had uh, one thing that I did want to mention was people that do have questions. Yes. um, There's um, a website called genderspectrum.org that is gender sensitive and inclusive for children and teens so if they want some more education they have some questions they don't know where to go to ask that might be a good resource to look at
0: plug that one more time
1: it is genderspectrum.org
0: genderspectrum.org
1: and it is specifically for children and teens so it's going to be at a, a level that's understandable to
2: children and teens i also have another website yes um It's for, like, non-binary or transmasculine people. They sell binders and, like, swimsuits and stuff. It's called GC2B.co.
0: GC2B.co? Yes. Is that the numeral two or, like, the letters? Yeah, numeral two. Okay.
1: That's something that you didn't touch on that I think
2: is important. Binders?
1: Not binders specifically, but body image.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: We could talk about that
1: when you When you look at the those suicide rates, and I know I talked a lot about the not being supported as being you know a big contributor to that, I think the other contributor is as someone that is identifying with a gender that was not assigned at their birth, looking at your own body can be traumatic and can mm. cause pain <laughs> you know the sure. gender dysmorphia is a real thing, and yeah.
2: Like, um, for me, I personally like to buy men's clothing because it makes, um, like, my frame look more, like, I guess, masculine. Like, uh, during the Boy Scout thing, I ordered a men's uniform instead of females because that just makes me look like a rectangle.
1: Do you have any education you'd like to say about binding?
2: Uh, don't keep it on for, I'd say 10 hours is the absolute max. Don't exercise in it, and if you do, then buy a size up.
0: This is like body binding. Do your research
1: before you decide that that's something for you. The website that um, Kaz plugged is a really good one. Okay, but there are people that have permanently damaged parts of their bodies by binding improperly. Mm. So that's why I was saying that's something I think we probably should talk about because that's a pretty hefty topic. Sure. But- <laughs>
2: GC2B is kind of it's a little expensive so I believe that there is another another website but
1: that one is one that is validated to be good and
2: yeah it definitely not harmful. do not get any from Amazon those ones are horrible and do not get any with like zippers or clips cuz those um distribute like pressure unevenly
0: mm okay
2: but there was one uh, tomboyx.com Yeah, that's another one I looked at.
0: GC2B and TomboyX.com. So
1: that gender spectrum site is probably going to talk about the body dysmorphia and how to help with that because that's kind
0: of a big deal. Did you struggle with that?
2: Uh, A little bit. Not very much, though. I know that some of my friends do.
0: How do you support them as they're going through that?
2: I do buy them binders and like masculine or feminine clothing, depending on what they identify as.
0: If anyone is curious about these topics or, or going through something like this and struggling with that, definitely access the resources that Kaz and Annie plugged here today. And uh, just know you're loved. You absolutely are. People in the world will accept you. Some people won't, but uh, we're going to try to do our best to, to spread a little more love and a little less hate. So thank you all. Thank you. Thanks yes. for having me. Thank us. you. I hope you have a fantastic day wherever you are. And thanks for listening to the Shindig. We'll catch you later.
2: Bye.